Hello, hello, and welcome to True Crime with Mari. Here, we sit down and shed some light on true crime that is never really heard of, or talked about. From past crimes to our recent present, let's go through the facts of each case, from backstory to where they are now. A small note and disclaimer before we start. This case deals with heavy topics such as animals, abuse, sexual assault, assault, rape, body mutilation, torture, and finally, murder. So please, if you cannot handle such topics or need a break from hearing these things, please do. There will be future episodes that can be more tolerable to stomach. So without further ado, let's get on with the case of the Kansas City Butcher, Robert Berdella. Now before we truly get started, I'm also going to point out before we begin that I'm going to be referring to Robert as Robert Jr. when I talk about his childhood and eventually when uh, in his later life I will address him by his last name to avoid any confusion. Robert Burdella Jr. was born January 31, 1949 in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. His mother, Mary Huffman Hallaby, was born in 1928 and she passed away in 2016 at 87 years old. His father, Robert Burdella Sr., was born in 1926 and passed away in 1965 at 39 years old. Robert Sr. worked in a Ford Motor Company as a die setter, which means that he's a setup operator or worker that prepares machine tools and production tools for use. Mary Huffman Hallaby was a homemaker. Now, the Bredella family was deeply religious and would regularly attend church. However, in Robert Jr.'s teens, he uh, would eventually stop going. Robert Jr. was severely nearsighted and had to wear very thick glasses from a young age. He also had high blood pressure, a speech impediment, and in school his teachers had said that even though they had found him difficult to teach, that he was a relatively good student. He had also been bullied by many of his peers while in school. Robert's father was both emotionally and physically abusive to both him and his younger brother Daniel. And Robert Jr. also showed a lack of interest in sports and athleticism, which made Robert Sr. uh, constantly criticize and compare him to Daniel. When Robert Jr. reached puberty, he had realized that he was in fact homosexual and he would not be open about his sexuality for a few years. When he reached mid-teens, he began to grow in self-confidence, but with that growth, it had made him condescending, and he had a bad attitude, especially towards women. That anger and resentment grew uh, while the family was visiting relatives on Christmas, Uh, Robert Sr. had a sudden heart attack and passed away. Soon after, Mary, his mother, remarried, uh, which is what angered Robert further. Robert Jr. had a knack in his teens for cooking, art, and showmanship. After his father's passing, he became aloof and would spend his time painting, collecting coins, and stamps, as well as writing to pen pals. In 1967, he graduated from Cuyahoga Falls High School, 
with excellent grades and was able to place a spot in an independent study program in 1966. I just want this to be known. I'm not going into his childhood so that anyone can have pity or excuse him for the crimes he had committed. These crimes will always be inexcusable. This just gives us somewhat of a background as to the type of child he was beforehand. Now going into the crimes and misdemeanors before he had committed murder. In 1967, he attended the Kansas City Art Institute. While attending, he was finally able to open up about his homosexuality and felt that he could finally express himself. While he was still attending the institute, he had quickly gotten into drugs and alcohol, as well as some low-level drug dealing. During his time attending, he had began to indulge in animal torture and experimentation. In 1969, he was then expelled. He was also arrested for drug possession, but due to lack of evidence, he was released. After being expelled and such, Robert became a successful full-time chef and would be a big part in establishing a culinary training program in Kansas City. In the early 80s, he had become the chairman and active member of the South Hyde Park Crime Prevention and Neighborhood Association until the late 80s. He would go on to open up a novelty shop called Bob's Bazaar Bizarre which catered to those who were more into the occult. Robert had many short-lived relationships and friendships with male prostitutes and drug addicts that he would become possessive over and would try to control them so that they would give up their self-destructive activities and um, Robert would become violent with them if they refused going into the murders. In 1984, 19-year-old Jerry Howell, son of Paul Howell, who happened to be one of Robert's acquaintances from his art dealing business, was being dropped off to a dance competition by Berdella in a nearby town. On the way, Berdella had gotten Jeremy Howell to start drinking and was drugged with Valium and an animal sedative and antimetic called acepromazine. Berdella had taken Jerry Howell home, tied him up to his bed for roughly 28 hours, where he would repeatedly drug, torture, rape, and violate him with foreign objects. Jerry Howell had died of asphyxiation from what's said to be a combination of the drugs, his own vomit, and the gag he was forced to wear. After his passing, Berdella had exsanguinated his body and proceeded to dismember Jerry's body with a bone saw. After dismembering him, he placed the dismembered body into garbage bags and left them on the curb uh, for the garbage men to take away. During the process, Berdella kept detailed notes and photos on a stenographer's pad. His next victim was Robert Sheldon, a 23-year-old drifter who came to Berdella on April 10th, 1985, in need of a place to stay. With Robert Sheldon, he had restrained him and tortured him, binding him with piano wire to attempt to permanently damage his nerves. 
drain cleaner was put in his eyes, his ears were filled with caulk, and he was forced to suffer with severe chemical burns and needles were also placed under his fingernails. On a day where Berdella had workmen come to his home was then when he decided to suffocate and dissect Robert Sheldon before disposing of his body. In June of that same year, he had found 20-year-old Mark Wallace, who was a runaway, as well as an acquaintance of Berdella, who attempted to sleep in Berdella's shed. Berdella then drugged Sheldon, tortured him with high-voltage shocks, and stuck hypodermic needles into his back. According to Merriam-Webster, Hypodermic needles is a small syringe used with a hollow needle to inject material, such as a vaccine, into or beneath the skin, for those who, like myself, didn't know what hypodermic needles were. So, essentially, it's the needles used when you go to the doctors to get a vaccine. After a few days, Robert Sheldon had passed away due to the torture. His body was also dismembered and disposed of. Later, the same year, 20-year-old James Ferris, another acquaintance, contacted him in need of a place to stay. Berdella took advantage of this and tied him to the bed and tortured him by shocking his genitals with electricity that went up to 7,700 volts for two days, and because of it, he passed away. The next year, around June, a former male prostitute, 21-year-old Todd Stoops, who lived with Berdella at one point, had met up with him to grab lunch at a park, where after they had ended up going back to Berdella's home. Todd Stoops was then drugged and kept for weeks. Berdella attempted to turn Todd into a submissive sex slave, incapacitating him with electric shocks to the eyes and have injected drain cleaner into his larynx, all the while repeatedly sexually assaulting him. Todd Stoops eventually passed away due to blood loss from Berdella rupturing Todd's anal cavity with his fist. A year later, in mid-1987, Berdella decided that 20-year-old Larry Pearson, who was also in acquaintance, was next after Larry had made a joke in poor taste about robbing gay men in Wichita. Pearson was drugged and was tortured the same way the others were. The electric shocks, the injection of drain cleaner into his larynx, and his hand was also broken with a metal bar. After roughly six weeks, Larry Pearson was then beaten and strangled to death because he had snapped and he bit Berdella's penis when he was forced to perform fellatio. His final victim was 22-year-old male prostitute, male Christopher Bryson, who was invited to Berdella's house into which he was knocked unconscious and then was put through the same torture. However, Christopher was able to convince Berdella to tie his hands in front of him 
and when there was a box of matches forgotten in the room, he took his chance, burning the ropes that bound him, and jumping from the second story window, escaped successfully. A neighbor had found Christopher naked with nothing but a dog collar and had rushed to their phone and called the police. Detectives had Berdella apprehended and had raided the house and found roughly over 200 photographs of naked men that were quite obviously and clearly abused and suffering as well as Berdella's torture logs. Many items in the home were seized, and they had found fragmented bones and a human skull buried in his backyard, as well as finding many occult-like objects. The Trial On April 4th of 1988, Robert Berdella was arraigned on seven accounts of sodomy, one count on felonious restraint, and one account of first-degree assault. There was originally a bail for him set at $500,000, which was then revoked as it seemed that one of the men in the photos appeared to be dead. There was an excavation and homicide investigators tied him to the previous victims. On December 19, 1988, Robert Berdella had pled guilty to first-degree murder of Robert Sheldon, as well as to four accounts of second-degree murder, his new prison term was set to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. Robert Berdella would then go on to serve four years of his sentence in the Jefferson City, Missouri Penitentiary before he died of heart complications on October 8, 1992 at the age of 43. Now there you have it everyone, the life and story of an utterly depraved man that had caused pain and suffering to not only his victims, but to the families of the victims as well. These were atrociously depraved even till the end. Now thank you for sitting down with me today and listening to me tell you about Robert Berdella, the Kansas City Butcher. Now. Stay happy, stay healthy, and stay lovely, because I hope to see you next time. Bye-bye.